I do what I can. I wouldn't say I'm a hero. Maybe an icon or a legend, you know. Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. From the Talks and Tastings Studio, this is Bull Hagen. This is Merrick. This is Vicker. Welcome to the Cler- Oh, Peter's here. Hey, Pete. Welcome to the Clerical Errors Podcast, the show that shows you what's behind the collar. I am pumped today. Because you're here, Berg. I know. I it's missed been, you, It's been man. a long time. You know, we've put out some good shows, well, but it, it's you, not the same. Well, you know, and you've run out of all your other options, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, one, Bert moved away just to get away from us. I know. It, we keep, we keep burning these bridges. He, he, he said, though, he said, well, I'll have to be, I'll have to come quarterly now. <laughs> uh, hey, that would be awesome. <laughs> well, we need to know how Bert's world turns out. Right. Because he, I think... To say he liked me on the podcast was would be an understatement. I think he had a lot of fun with it. Right, right. So how you doing? Did you have a nice vacation? Yeah, yeah. It was it was good. So on the show today, I fun? I have a. Would you say oh, what was that? What'd you do on your vacation? Uh, special? No, I just visited a lot of family. Um, uh, my son went in the lake for the first time. He hated it because he uh, well first the water was cold. The first day he didn't have problems with that, but then he uh, he grabbed onto a floaty, mm-hmm. and he was wearing a life jacket at the time. But he did a face plant oh. in the lake, and um, but he couldn't get back up, so that that wasn't a very. Uh... So we might have to wait a little See, while. See, I, I figure that uh, he got mad because he dropped his Chaucer book of poetry in the lake. <laughs> uh, yes, maybe. <laughs> Um, well, we didn't even have the dock in, so here we are trying to like walk down to the shoreline over these rocks and. You oh know. yeah, and it's so, so cold still. Well, and this is a spring-fed lake, so that's incredibly cold. I mean, it was, it was refreshing, as they say. And speaking <laughs> of things being cold, oh, you, uh, we you, got a we got a tithe from one of our faithful, from one of our faithful uh, uh, listeners, and uh, so he sent with us Bud Ice Lager. <laughs> and uh, Jack Daniels Lunchberg Lemonade. So, and he specifically said that the Bud uh, Ice has to be cold. So, I mean, the uh, the quality on this stuff is pretty top <laughs> shelf. So, so I know you can't drink any tonight or today. Uh, Vicar, are you up for it, or do you want your? Uh... I'm I'm okay for now. All right. Here, wait. Hey, Vicar, why don't you fake it? Just drink your orange pop for the listener. Yeah. <laughs> Fake it like you're having a beer and drink the orange. Sure. Can you do that? I can. And but, I, but will Peter, but will Peter uh, deal with that? Oh, we'll see. Maybe this stays in. Maybe this doesn't. Who knows? Because I think it'd be kind of a, a, a funny running gag. Don't you think? <laughs> Trust me on this That'd one. be funny. But, right. but Peter is also drinking. Yeah. I don't want uh, Berg to drink alone. So uh, I was going to get a Moscow Mule. I've got ginger beer, uh, and I was telling Berg about this, and he said, no, no, not a Moscow mule. What'd you say it was? A Kentucky mule. A oh. Kentucky mule. So I'm going to throw some wild turkey in with my ginger beer. Oh. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what you think about it. So Sounds like a wrestler, the Kentucky mule. All right, and how, 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 Vicar, how's your... Uh, what do you have there? The Bud Light Ice, indeed. So the, the Bud Ice, or the yeah, uh, yeah. 
How is it? It's cold. Do you know what it reminds me of? Uh, what do you um, think, Berg? I mean, Vicker. Meh. You're not a beer eh. guy? I'm not That's really not a beer. I, I know. I'm a bad Lutheran. I really don't care that much for beer. <laughs> ha. You know, I should just go on a rant about Garrison Keeler and what a loser he is, but, you know. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have enough time for that. We we don't, so. I have a, that, I have a story. Next hundred episodes. Now, it's not about uh, your Bud Ice. It's about, uh, um, well, one thing, you're, if you're, you're a listener to the early the show, like, my go-to when I was younger was the Milwaukee's Best Ice. Mm-hmm. And you remember that, how that, that won our macro beer taste-off? Oh, yeah, yeah, that? yeah. A long time yeah. ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, we, you know, back in the old studio. Right. I mean, we need, uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know if you'll ever get better. Hopefully you will. Yeah, I think I will. You know, uh, because it'd be fun to do some of these taste testings again. Right. Do some like uh, local Iowa brews or, or something like that, you know. Or maybe we should get a little more cultured and we could do wine. <laughs> we could do wine, cheese. I like cheese. So scotch, but, but bourbons. Actually, bourbons would be kind of fun too. Yeah, I think I can I can have some bourbon, even though it's weed, because it's so distilled that there's not really the wheat essence there. Right. Uh, with my uh, in-laws, I actually, well, actually with my wife's in-laws, so they'd actually be my blood relatives. <laughs> they uh, We actually had a gin tasting, uh, which was really fun. So. Oh. Um, that's a great way of talking about your family, my wife's in-laws. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just, you know, I mean, why say the simple thing when you can, you know, be complex the, the, about it? The Bud Ice reminds me of, uh, um, uh, I was talking about um, Ice House with a classmate of mine in the seminary when we were in the seminary because I said Ice House and Milwaukee's Best Ice was kind of my go-to, right? And he said, oh, come on, man. That's that's the white man's Colt 45. <laughs> oh. That's what he called it. Oh. <laughs> so I, I do have to say I was I was reading this morning I was reading a, a biography of Teddy Roosevelt mm-hmm. called TR the last romantic and uh, uh, I was reading in his book about the the corruption in New York City and this and this one phrase really uh, stood out to me this was written in the diary of George Templeton Strong and it was written March 31st 1855 so about you know 10 years before the Civil War concluded. Mm-hmm. And he uses this uh, this phrase, which I find hilarious. He's talking about the prostitutes in the city, okay? Okay. And it's there. It's called noctivagus strumpocracy. Okay. Noctivagus strumpocracy. Isn't that an amazing way to talk about it? It basically is a fancy way of saying night wandering, ruling prostitutes. I think we have a. Uh... That would be a really good band name. It'd be a really good episode name. That's an episode title. I'm going to have to figure out how to spell that, but yeah, you got it. I'll have to listen to that in like slow motion and sound it out. Hey, if the episode title is wrong, don't blame me. We'll, we'll, make sure, we'll make sure you get the right spelling, Peter. Cause yeah, I believe you. That'll I was happen. like, man, and this isn't some dude's diary. Yeah, usually when you think of diaries, it's like, dear diary, today I did da 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 who, who, who was it again that wrote that? Uh, his name is George Templeton Strong. He was a New York City lawyer. I wonder if he, I wonder if he was being generous in what he wrote. Well, it, actually, it, 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 it sounds like he's pulling a punch, maybe. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be nice, but still say what I want to say. I mean, you know, I mean, like, he's... <laughs> 
he's claiming that this that New York City is basically run by whores. What if you know <laughs> he used these big words? What if he used these big words, knowing that nobody that read the book would understand what the words mean? So he's writing the book and not expecting anybody to understand. So it's kind of his own little jab. It could be, but the thing is, is like the education back then was so much better. Like you look at the McGuffey readers and what people did through eighth grade. Oh my gosh! Or the the just the eighth grade uh, exam to pass eighth grade. Yeah, I, I don't know if many college students could actually do it today. You know, so hey, Peter, can you fire that up sometime, maybe while we're talking? In in fact, if you uh, in fact, if you look at H.P. Lovecraft, here's a guy who never graduated from high school. And he lived in the early 20th century. Uh, you read some of his uh, novellas, and it is very, very difficult to um, to actually. I mean, they're words that we don't ever use. Uh, his mm-hmm. vocabulary is huge. So, so he, Peter fired up an old, uh, a century-old uh, test. So there's a spelling test. There is uh write the following arithmetic. Mm-hmm. This seems like relatively standard arithmetic. Yeah, the math doesn't yeah. seem too too difficult. It, it looks like it's mostly geometry related and money, which are both usually pretty easy. A couple percents in there. A couple. Grammar. Oh, diagramming sentences. That's something that, you oh. know, I never even learned how to do. So. Oh, gosh. I learned it and then promptly forgot it because it's not necessary anywhere past seventh grade. <laughs> like, why would I it is it? good for uh, things like learning Latin and foreign language. Right. So it's got uh, what countries? Okay, I'll ask Vicar. Uh, locate the following countries that which border each other. Turkey, Greece, Serbia, Montenegro, Romania. Turkey and Greece share a border... Serbia and Montenegro share a border. Romania does not share a border with any of them but Serbia. At least as of now, when this was written, I don't think those borders quite match the same. Also, Romania is spelled wrong. Romania is spelled differently, so Serbia. But that's just a shift in stuff. How does the liver compare in size with other glands in the human body? Well, after the show, um, Berg's liver will be larger. (laughs) (laughs) Describe the heart. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a there's a, any number of songs we could use with that one. How about this? Name five county officers and the principal duties of each. Like that that is the kind of information Ooh. I don't think it's this part. I think it's the civil government part that is way it could be late way lacking. Right. Well, even the history. I mean, do you know who discovered Florida? It was a Spanish. Ponce, well, yeah, but Ponce de Leon. What? Do you, oh, really? Good. I remember, Did you? If I remember correctly. <laughs> I didn't know that. Sketch briefly. Sketch? You have to make a picture as part of the test. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know if they necessarily mean picture by sketch. Sounds kind of sketchy. <laughs> Peter Stuyvesant. All right. Describe the Battle of Quebec. Yeah. The last battle of the Civil War. War of 1812. Um, obviously, oh, yeah. that's... Uh, yeah, War of 1812 is going to really trip everyone. French and Indian War. Commanders in each battle, which president was impeached and on what charge? Which president was impeached? The only president at that time, Johnson. And what was the charge? <sighs> what was the charge? Do you remember? Against Andrew Johnson? No, I do not recall. 
the radical Republicans it, were going after him yeah, for it wasn't um, it wasn't something a scandal. If I'm not mistaken, it wasn't something like super. He had violated the tenure of office act. I'm, I'm kind of going off memory. Yeah. Uh, he when he removed was it Edwin Statman? I'm kind of going from memory Statman. here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not not near. You are a scholar and a gentleman. Not near. Not near as as scandalous as more recent impeachments. Actually, uh, this is a true story. I actually had recently a doctor's appointment and I asked a question. A doctor said, that's a good question. And Googled it. Whoa. Uh, so, yeah, that's encouraging. That's a lot of... He, you paid that guy a lot of money to open up a search results. Well, you know, <laughs> that I got of, that idea, though. Like, that, hey, pastor, I'm struggling with this. Here, just a sec. Well, I'm that, thinking that kind of reminds me of uh, Parks and Rec, where Andy Google's uh, Leslie's, you know, uh, uh, symptoms, and he's like, "Leslie, you have connectivity issues." <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> they do the same thing on The Office, where they're trying to figure out why was it like why Michael doesn't want to do whatever paperwork it is, and they're looking on WebMD, and it's all. But I think they're on like like women's symptoms for something. So, <laughs> so Berg, what are you preaching on? <laughs> All right, so <laughs> what is the text? <laughs> the text for Second Sunday of Trinity would be Luke 14, 15 to 24. And what is this? Uh, one of the many parables of a wedding banquet. All right. Give us a nice summary. Uh, so, so Jesus and his disciples had been invited to someone's house, and he's talking about, you know, just before this, you know, with the wedding banquet, you know, don't just invite your friends and your family, but also invite, you know, everyone else. Uh, so yeah, some, so someone was like, you know, blessed, blessed is everyone who will eat the bread in the kingdom of God. Yeah, but he said to him, a man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And this is when we get the list of, you know, they sent out invitations. The servants then go to bring the people to the banquet, and they're all like, well, no, I've got to go see this field I bought. I need, I've got these new oxen. I need to go check on. Nope, I, I can't show up for whatever silly reason they have. And so instead, the master of the banquet sends out the servants to just find everyone and anyone who's on the street to bring them in. That's a... So are you preaching this? I am. You are. Right. Okay. What are uh, you preaching on? Well, I would like to say my sermon is already written, but the listener already knows. (laughs) (laughs) Will it be written when this comes out? Yes. Yes, it will. Or will it be half written? (laughs) I have does, my ways. When, when does this get dropped? Like five five o'clock? Uh, five five a.m. on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Oh yeah, I will. I will certainly have a good start by then. Every you <laughs> know, you said a good start. <laughs> you know, every pastor works what I works what's best for them. It, yeah, that's true. If, what I noticed is if, when I started earlier, I, as much as I like to start earlier on a sermon, mm-hmm. I first of all I spend the the week kind of ruminating on the text. Mm-hmm. It's not like I haven't done anything studying and that kind of thing. But if I were to write a sermon on Tuesday, for example, mm-hmm. and I would wind up just changing it all the time anyways. Yep. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I, uh, I do, I have my way. I mean, I study. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. Don't do that, Vicar. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you ruminated on so far? Well, uh, one thing is, uh, and last Sunday, uh, when we talked about the rich man and Lazarus, one thing I pointed out in my sermon is how they, the rich man and his brothers already had Moses and the prophets. Mm-hmm. 
They just didn't listen to him. Mm -hmm. It's almost kind of like an apathy that they had. They were given something, and then they just kind of, all the other stuff became more important to them. Which commandment does that go with, Vicar? Apathy. Um, My mind went immediately to fourth commandment. It's like, that's not quite right, but... Yeah, third commandment, right? Third commandment, mm-hmm. yeah, right. That and it, first commandment, right? Yeah. And that and that when it says uh, hear God's word, it's not just being in church listening to it, yeah, like you listen to, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And this is the funny thing, right? People listen to their favorite pop pop songs, right? Mm-hmm. And they memorize them, right? They can sing along with the word and stuff. How many of our people can actually tell us what was preached on Sunday? This is why the third commandment isn't, you know, the the lowest thing is to be in church. To actually hear God's word, to listen to the sermon, to talk about it the rest of the week. As you would say, you like to say inwardly. Digest, right? Mm -hmm. And I think this kind of flows into that. You know, the invited Mm -hmm. guests for this wedding, you just assume, oh yeah, you know, and they're not concerned about actually going to the banquet. They have other things to be concerned with that uh, they're like, huh? I mean, how many times do we say, come to the feast? <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or um, I think uh, apathy is, especially coming out of COVID, is kind of at a all-time high for me in my ministry sometimes, where, you know, people got maybe got into some bad habits when it comes to, to Bible study or Sunday school mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, um, which Vicar and I have both noticed. Yeah. Um, and it's still still going on. A little bit, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that is troubling, you know, because people f- found some different things to do, I suppose. But, but I think that is something that uh, it's really easy to preach on because um, I think that's apparent in the text. People who were invited, who knew better, right? Mm-hmm. That they had they, but the other side of that is is to remember. You could think of this on a global scale, almost in the sense that. You know, in, in the Midwest and all place, all sorts of places in the United States, what do we lament? Well, how many times do we hear, remember when uh, the church, you know, we had to open the overflow and all those things, and it seems like oh, the church isn't growing like it used to. The church is growing. It just may not be growing. Numerically. Right. Or here. <laughs> yep. You know, so so that's, that's another way. Uh, the other coin is to, uh, on the same hand— to to make sure that the the word of God is heard in other places that those people are invited as well. So, what direction are you thinking about going with this text? Uh, I am going to build off what I preached last week. Last week, my sermon uh, thesis was uh, what hell is and how to avoid that awful place. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, it's why do people go to hell? Okay, and then it's it's not God's fault. God prepared the banquet. And he's done mm-hmm. all the work. He sent preachers and even his later actions of inviting people into his home, the poor, the blind, the lame, going out to the highways and the hedges, inviting the Gentiles in. You know, All of these actions show that it is not God's fault that people go to hell. God actually wants his house to be full. Mm-hmm. And so whose fault is it? It's people's fault. Mm-hmm. People. Right. That's and, a- you know, people are, you know, and it's it's not the church's fault that people make excuses. It's not the elders' fault that people make excuses. It's not the pastor's fault that people make excuses. It's even not the parents' fault if the parents did any sort of teaching 
of God's word in the household. It's actually their fault. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are making the excuses. And so um, I think that's an important lesson that is to learn that, you know, because we end up blaming everybody else and we take these, sometimes I think we take these excuses too, uh, too seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like <laughs> we have so much more money. We have, we have way more time than what our ancestors did mm-hmm. in some sense, at least in the last 200 years. I mean, we no longer have to work 12 hour days, six days a week. Yeah. Even, even farmers, you know, yeah. when they had to milk cows and, you know, they were, had so many more chores to do a lot of times. I mean, my grandfather, he milked cows by hand. Uh, he had, and you know, in the seventies, I think is when they got their pneumatic machine where it actually, mm-hmm. you know, but the thing is, is like he, uh, he was never not in church. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing is what you're saying by making excuses is that God is less important than the stuff I'm doing now. Right. That's that's what it is. Because if it was really important to you, I mean, we see this all the time, right? I mean, people take off and, uh, you know, live, uh, you know, they're willing to sacrifice a lot to go to whatever, right? Drive mm-hmm. all over the country to go to these uh, bowl games and, and do all that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. And then... So, but, you know, to come to church, oh, that's just that's just too much of an... Imp- I got to sleep in. Well, you'll get up at 5 o'clock to <laughs> go to work. You'll get up at 5 o'clock to, um, you know, go on a trip. So, and I think that's, that's important for people to realize is that, hey, look, when you make these excuses, you are in danger. It makes God mad. That's what our text says. God was mad. <laughs> and what does he say at the end of the text? Vicar. Vicar. Yeah. Uh, so this is after everything, you know, for I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. Yeah. I mean, that is, I mean. Yeah, that's. That's, I mean, you know, for saying this is the gospel of the Lord, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a very powerful, powerful law preaching. Mm-hmm. Because. When you make excuses, you are rejecting the word of God. And I think part of it, too, is our problem is we coddle people too much. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I think we, we you know, we try to make things almost too easy for people. And, uh, you know, and you know what? They have a responsibility. Right. God holds them responsible for their I, excuses. I, I, yeah, I find myself doing a lot of behind the collar eliminating excuses, mm-hmm. you know, of, of making sure that people don't have an excuse, whether it's all sorts of things, whether it's time or... And then we kill ourselves trying to take away when really it's like, no. Yeah. Grow up. Take responsibility. I mean, why do we have 60-year-old parents still vouching for their 30-year-old kids? Like in things with church. We shouldn't have that. I mean, they are grown up. Mm-hmm. It's time to take responsibility. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. It's like, you know, take responsibility for what you believe. Take responsibility for, uh, <laughs> you know, be an adult. If you want to be an adult, then be an adult. Mm. If you don't want to be an adult, then, yeah, then somebody can rule over you. But everybody wants to be an adult without actually being an adult. 
without there actually being any consequences. Yeah, I like to be a child. Well, you know, I, I, I was thinking about that. When I was a kid, I wanted to grow up so bad. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, man, you know. <laughs> well, because if you actually take it seriously, there are a lot of responsibilities. You've got wife and kids and the the ministry and all of these people uh, who need you all the time. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's heavy. And that's why it's good to go on vacation. And I think that'll lead us into our next segment, Yes, right? our top 12. Should we get Hannah's comments first, Peter, or should we go right into the top 12? All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hannah responded to our query. Uh, she originally asked us, is it a sin to acquire a non-rescue dog? And we said no. Right. And pretty much didn't elaborate. Well, that, mine was cryptic. My answer was somewhat cryptic. You said something along the lines of getting kicked below the belt. Right. <laughs> um, so Hannah responded with, uh, did you answer my generic question? Sure. And thanks. Uh, Burns was on point, though, about asking why. I think acquiring a dog, non-rescue or not, would be a sin if driven by pride. Either uh, see how generous and conscious I am of the plight of God's canine creatures, or check out my purebred beagle. It's purebred. Hannah. Which means that it's inbred. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like one of them Kentucky mules. <laughs> no, actually, that's cross-speciation. Oh, that's right? true. So they're sterile. Uh, this is a true story. <laughs> true story about mule. I got a mule story, believe it or not. Okay. Okay. Go for it. So we had the Lutheran Hour speaker with us Yeah. one time. Several years ago. And uh, he wanted to meet, go out and meet some people. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he might have maybe meant like some donors and stuff. But I thought, you know, I know the people who listen the most are the people in the nursing home. Yeah. So so I took him to the nursing home. And and, uh, so we went into someone's house, someone's room, and he had a picture of a mule. Oh, he goes, oh, wow, that's a nice animal. And he said, yeah, that's a mule. And uh, I, we'd actually breed mules. It was kind of funny, he said. We'd have to prop up that. <laughs> so he went into all the ways right. in which mules were made. Right. And well, he was laughing while how funny it looked and all sorts of things. And Well, because it's a horse and a donkey. Right. Yeah. I know we've got a, a horse, like a mule and a donkey north of town in Latimer. And the donkey is just mean. Like every time we walk by, he'll run over to the mule and just start braying at him. So is that where the term came from? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so <laughs> moving on. We'll hit the other Hannah question later. So uh, I have uh, a top 12 list. I must admit, we've been talking a lot about leisure. At least we were before you went on vacation. Right. And uh, I must admit that uh, I am going on vacation soon. And it is really hard for me, my wife can attest to this, to concentrate. Like, I'm on vacation mode. You kind of remind me of that dog in Up. Okay. Where he's like, (laughs) you know, he's talking and talking, and then he's like, oh, squirrel. One of my mom's favorite uh, stories of me is is when I was a little kid, probably like four. We we were told that we were going to go on vacation. And uh, I got my little suitcase, and I packed all my socks like a month before. 
and I w- tried to go without socks because they're all ready for vacation. <laughs> I, she had to sneak them out so I could wear socks. I want to intervene here for a second to say that I can tell you're very excited because, A, you look like you're dressed already for vacation. You're wearing, like, the short sleeve button-up. You've got, like, four buttons undone on the top. <laughs> okay, and... <laughs> And not only that, but you started talking about vacation, and immediately your legs started bouncing. They're bouncing. Like you're you're really ah. excited. You can't sit still. And I'm ready to go, out. man. You notice that I'm. I actually literally am bouncing. So is it in country? In country, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go to to Florida, have a few beach days, see nice. my parents. So yeah, that'll be good. So what I have prepared then, because we have been talking about the importance of leisure, mm-hmm. the, the top 12 things that I look forward to doing on my time of leisure during vacation. Good. Let's hear them. Peter, play the intro. Enough nonsense. It's time for Bullhagen's Top 12. All right. So what I'm looking forward to, and uh, Peter already referenced some of these, actually. All right. So uh, number 12. Number 12. I want to be encouraged by our, our, my good friend Berg, so I'm, I might try and read a book. Whoa. Maybe an audio book. Nice. <laughs> work, will work better for me. So, I listen to audio books all the time. So, like, are you driving down or flying? We're flying. Okay. I'm going to try and squeeze into a, a Spirit Airlines seat. Nice. Yeah. That is, that is tight. Yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. Number 11. And this is a true statement, okay? Spend as much time as I can shirtless. That's a thing for me. Now, your folks are in the Orlando area, right? Right. Yeah. So not really near a beach. So do they have like a pool or? Um, well, they don't, they're not a lot about going out and having activities. Mm-hmm. And I think like spending all day with them might be a little overwhelming. Right. So we might go, if, if you ever, when you go back to Florida... Yeah. Do one of their springs, their natural springs. Okay. What's the one it's we nice went to? And, Big Blue, something like that? Right, like Apopka or something like that. But they're like crystal clear, and the water is like 65 degrees year-round. Is that close? So you want to There's like a whole bunch of them close, yeah. Nice. Yeah. But you know, the thing is, as, as I mentioned, this is behind the collar moment, is... uh. That's something I can't really do when you're a pastor of a small town and spend a lot of time shirtless. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always remember in Fort Wayne when guys would mow the lawn without their shirts on. I thought that was weird. <laughs> but So so you noticed my shirt and I'm like, I know, right? He's he's already getting there, Peter. It's just yeah, you know it's working. just one button at a time. Like the last time we went to Florida, my my wife said was wondering, you know, you're pumping gas, you know. You can throw because I was out pumping gas with just my swim trunks and sandals. Rock on. You know, that's that's my style. <laughs> and I can't do, that's one of the things, you know, as a pastor, if you're in a small town, like if I like spend See, I on, thought you went to the water park like every day here. Oh, water. that drives me crazy. <laughs> oh, you just tore a bandit off, okay? Okay, so get the music. Real talk. The worst thing about being 48 years old, you want to know what it is? What? At least for me, I love going to the pool. I love going to the pool. And Peter remembers when he was that age, 
I would have to convince, it got to the point where I had to convince my children, guys, we have to go to the pool. We would get dragged over, yes. Right. Because <laughs> I wanted to go to the pool. And he, I'm 48 years old. Maybe the, the listeners can, can weigh on this. Is it okay for a 45-year-old man to go to the pool by himself? See, that's have, the dilemma. Do they have adults-only time for swimming? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that would be something to check in. I don't know if Pastor should go to an adults-only pool. <laughs> Maybe you should check in and see if you can go. Different adults-only. They yeah. open up at like 10 a.m. or whatever for like the general swimming, so see if you can go before then. See if you can talk to the people. That but that that's not the same atmosphere. Oh, you want the atmosphere? Yeah, that, I mean, for example, the speed slide. Right? Yep. Going down as fast as I can and spraying everyone and getting all the kids and knocking them over with the wave. Right? Well, we could do what we did during COVID and just put up some uh, cardboard cutouts. Right. It's it's <laughs> jumping off the high dive or doing a flip and making doing a like a cannonball that impresses everybody. You know? Indeed. All these joys at 48 now has been robbed from me. I'm like, I'm, I've even said... Can I borrow a couple of your kids so I can go to the pool vicar? Maybe that's a solution. Maybe. You know? I'm sure he would appreciate oh, it. It's driving me crazy. Extra All weekend long, it was like sunny, 90 degrees, beautiful pool day. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, get a nice tan, go shirtless, all those things, right? Yep. And nothing. It's like looking out the window. I'm like a, kind of like, a, you know, a Labrador that sees kids playing outside through the window. I get those really sad eyes. That was me. That was me. But well, labs usually have sad eyes, though. <laughs> but I'm going on vacation. You're going on vacation. That's right. Number ten. Congratulate my father on his 50th anniversary of his ordination. Oh, that's awesome. And that'll be yeah. while I'm there. He'll. Yeah, thanks. That'll be, to God. be 50 years for him. So. Does he do any? Uh, any preaching yet, or? He does it once in a while. His church has a vacancy right now, and he fills in once in a while. Um, so, and, uh, I, I actually said now I generally don't do this, but be, I did offer if there's a chance, if they didn't need someone, I'd be willing to preach. Mm, we can talk about it. Right. You know, at the end of the, <laughs> cause I mean, I do think there are some things we have to watch out for as pastors. Too, sure. So I'm sure. just, I'm just how waiting about, to see. How about I make a compromise? I can preach, but I have to do it shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> Just as long as there's a the little band around, you know. <laughs> right. Pastor Chippendale. <laughs> we have gone off the rails. Uh, number wow. nine. Number nine. Number nine is I want to try some new tequilas. That's that's be, become my my beverage of choice. What's in tequila again? A, what is it? A, a, agave. Agave. Yeah. Yeah, there's something... There's something that it, there's almost like a little bit of a tobacco, like a cigar taste to it hmm. that I like. But uh, yeah, I've kind of really gotten into the tequila stuff. So Nice. I'm not the, you know, the tequila, because most people, when they talk about tequila, it's just about... Well, you know, everybody's favorite hymn around here, you know, tequila makes their clothes fall off. Right. Right. Well, it's going to be halfway true, because I'll be the one outside shirtless trying to, <laughs> a new tequila. <laughs> So, behind the collar moment. Indeed. Oh, I'm ADD today. I apologize. Do you know there's a rival podcast right now? What? In town. In town. What? Yes. Who's this? 
just some local pastors that would probably, you know, local pastors, different pastors. And they have this, uh, it's a video podcast. And you know what it's called? I, do I want it? What is it? It's called Off the Collar. No way. They, yes. oh, no man. way. And it's got a tag like a casual conversation with pastors. No way. See, they steal everything from us. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, they took they took talks and tastings and they did their own thing. Now they took the podcast and they're doing their own thing. They're like 17 in. Uh, I mean, are we really surprised that they're piggybacking off of anything named Lutheran? I mean, we we are that good though. I mean, I guess we should be like flattered. Flattered, flattered. you know. But come on, that's so shameless. That's a rip. It's a rip off. And my wife said, "Oh, it could just have been like a no. know, coincidence." Uh-uh. Off the collar, the show that shows you what's behind the collar. Come on, <sighs> right, right, Peter. Shameless. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like have your own ideas, <laughs> or at least a different name. <laughs> So, I think I woke up my neighbors with my yell there. Sorry. Sorry, neighbors. Number eight. Uh, I look forward to trying a different freak factory. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, gives me a chance to, to hop in some different gyms, try some different equipment. Florida, because, Florida is kind of the mecca for worshiping the body. Right. And, so. and I feel convicted. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have uh, any good beach gyms around there? Um, I don't know, Florida. It's, it might be too humid and rainy to have like an outdoor gym. Well, yeah, it's going to be thick down there because Glorian and I, my wife and I, we went down there when our son was just very, very little, uh, down to Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. which is a lot farther south than Orlando. But boy, it was humid. But the Gulf was like bathwater. It was, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Right. Well, see that they just gives me reason to. Not wear a shirt. See? I don't know. That seems like the overarching theme here. <laughs> so. <laughs> number seven. And I don't know if Peter's know this, noticed this or not, is I look forward to walking differently. I walk differently when I'm on vacation. Slow, confident. I mean, I've always had a confident walk. Mm-hmm. But a nice leisurely walk. I kind of have a little bit of a vacation swagger to it. Have you ever noticed that, Peter? Well, I think I think it, whether they realize it or not, I feel like everybody does that because you're you're switching from walking with a purpose to walking because. Yeah, because I mean we got to be on all the time, right? And I was listening to another podcast uh, um, off the collar. No, <laughs> not that one. Uh, Art of manliness, and when you're on all the time, it actually. Yeah, it actually screws up your system. And, you know, that's the thing with pastors is we kind of have to be on all the time. We're on mm-hmm. call all the time. Um, it's just, it's not. That, that, I think a good example is when I go back to the shirtless thing is is uh, I'm always have to be mindful in the community. Yeah, I mean, there's, right. there are just things that you, you, you're you uptight. And when you finally get to relax, mm-hmm. it's just. Kind of like uh, the. <laughs> I actually had someone, I told someone I was going to work out, and they, they said, oh, you're going to listen to some more contemporary Christian music with a 
because I had an episode. Did you ever? Were you here, or was that for Bert? I think that was with I, Bert. No, I did listen to the one. See, and you think I, you thought I wouldn't listen, and I did. <laughs> yeah, you did. See, or I, I uh, was working out, out the wellness center by myself. By the way, playing my own music. Right, and people were upset with it. Right. Right, and I had a couple of people. You know, I like contemporary Christian music. Yeah, so. I did hear that. So yeah, because you're going to come up with a top twelve list from of, TLH from hi- of hymns oh, to work right. out to. Yeah, number six. I'm going to memorize a poem. Nice. So, do you have an idea of which poem you're going to? No, probably nothing that starts off with "Roses are red." That'll be too easy for me. Right. Do you have any suggestions? A leisure poem for me to memorize. Uh, how short? Keep it like four stanzas or less. Depends on what we mean by poem, too. Because, like, I could call Dr. Seuss poetry, and I think I have Fox and Socks completely memorized. Oh? Yeah. I I guess I would do something a little more traditional. Okay. Uh, Maybe, like, you know, it's a little bit long. I mean, it's not, like, long, long, but Death Be Not Proud by John Donne. Okay. All right, I'll Um, I'll take a look at that. Or William Blake. um, His uh, Clod in the Stone is a really good one. So when I get back... Uh, we'll have to do, I'll have to see if I, that'll be my goal then. I'll recite the poem. Nice. Or even do like Psalm 1 or Psalm 2 or, you know, pick a psalm to. That's true. You know, I know Glorianne and I have started memorizing psalms, uh, you know. Okay. That one's not bad. No, that doesn't look. All right. So. It's about, about the length of a two stanza hymn. Right. Yeah. That, not, that last, one short sleep passed and we wake eternally, and death shall be no more. Death, thou shalt die. It, it's just so powerful. Like, this should be the poem that they put on the back of, like, bulletins for funerals, you know, because they always, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's like, and then usually it's just not very good. So footprints, we use say don't memorize footprints. Unless you're going to do the, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, the one pair of, you know, well, sand people follow yeah. one each other to, you know, <laughs> from Star Wars. Yeah, walking single file. Maybe I'll write walking a, single file to, to hide, hide their numbers. numbers. Maybe I'll write a poem about the, the shirt in the sand. There you go. All right. Number five. Oh, and this is my one of my favorite things to do on vacation, okay, is because one of the places we get, we, what we do is we find a like a hole-in-the-wall place, but it's on the beach. Yeah. So it's cheap, but you're right there on the beach. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have you ever done this? Having a late night cigar while sitting in the ocean looking mm-hmm. at the stars? I would change cigar to a pipe, but yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. That just, honestly, that makes me want to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and uh, I even got a, a special bathing suit for my late night cigar so wow i don't know what to say to that (laughs) (laughs) you can tell i'm excited right yes all right number four for my birthday my wife let me pick out a new mask and snorkel oh nice and i noticed when i ordered it that it has not only that it has a little thing where you can attach on the top of the mask an action cam and so you I have could, an like, extra cam. You do have one, right? Yeah, that I, I don't think that's going to be waterproof enough. Mm. But I did find on Amazon, my wife doesn't know this yet, <laughs> a cheap action cam. 
So, uh, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> so that when I'm going to the Springs and, and maybe for the show, since we were talking about leisure, I can do maybe some nice leisure. Snorkeling. I can share my leisure with, you know, maybe not the shirtless thing. Right. You know, so, uh, and I, so I got a, a cheap action cam. I, <laughs> I was joking around. I was going to call it, uh, it's not a GoPro, it's a Go Amateur. But then someone told me that's not really something I should talk about as a, right. Yeah, no. Okay. So a cheap GoPro camera, snorkeling with it. Nice. I've never been. You all right, Vicar? Yeah. Okay. I've never been snorkeling. I don't. Is it hard? No, it's easy because you just kind of float on top of the water. Float on, and and, uh, and you can you can go down, and then when you c- come back up, you just blow it out the rest of the water, and you can keep going. Oh, okay. And like in the springs, if it's in the springs, it's just like as clear as air, and you can just f- follow fish. I'll show you. I'll yeah, show you from my my action cam. Nice. I, I can I can confirm the spring is the best thing I've ever done on vacation, ever. Because you wind up you like now is it like a hot spring or no it's not it's like no, sixty five right yeah okay. right it's like yeah it's like we've been to like the hot springs like in Wyoming and stuff that was really fun too mm-hmm. but no this it's is like a, almost it's a, one of the cold and then once you get into it and then you're just good oh, yeah that's refreshing. awesome and you you wind up. You realize? Would you realize we were in the water for two hours, just snorkeling and chasing fish? And yeah, it is. It is. I think the hidden gems of Florida. These yeah, I've springs. never even heard of these before. So yes, so that that is uh, what I plan to do on number four. Number three. I look forward to uh, being with my mom and dad on Father's Day. I don't get to do that very often. Yeah. So on Father's Day, I get to actually spend it with my dad. So that should be fun. Number two. Spend time away from Norman. (laughs) Why? You and Norman aren't friends or or you're too much of friends? I don't know. Peter, you're you're, uh, taking off your headphones, so. No, I'm just just kidding. I have to joke about Norman in every podcast now. That's true. So is his name actually Norman now? It is actually Norman now. Yeah. The wife gave up. And there's usually two two reactions to the name Norman. That's a perfect name for him. Or, you named your dog Norman? <laughs> <laughs> and number one. Quality time with Mrs. Bullhagen. Aw. So. So. I had to great, say. Great list. Right, because awesome I had to put that in case. Are she... you turning off your cell phone? Oh, probably. So you can't get any calls. Oh yeah, yeah. Good, good, because you need that. Oh, by the way, I hate to ask you over a podcast, but would you be able to fill in if anything with if Fecker needs help with anything? What's the uh, yeah? What when is that again? Uh, I'm leaving uh, Monday and then coming back the next week. Yeah, I Monday and Tuesday I'm in a conference in Wisconsin, but I can come back if, you know. Okay. All right. I mean, unless there's an actual like full-scale emergency, I don't think we're going to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if it's in that too much trouble. Yeah, if it's that bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I could check with Burns I would, too. I would I would drive back. Yeah. And I can check with Burns too. Nope, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
definitely, I can do that. That's no big deal. Because most things, Vicar is because I'm leaving on Monday and I'm I'll be back on Tuesday. So okay, all right. Thank you for working that out on the podcast behind the collar moment. Something pastors have to do. Yep. Usually, it's <laughs> it's never on. Do you remember the one time where where uh, I think you were covering for the whole circuit? Yeah, like uh, all the pastors left and they forgot to do that, and I'm getting calls from all over the circuit. I'm like traveling to Timbuktu. <laughs> there actually, is a Timbuktu crew. So wasn't there a one Sunday where both you and your vicar covered two services each? I think there was a time, yeah. But they they might have had someone to cover on the Sunday, but but right the during the week stuff, right? Yeah, and uh, we actually need like that's what a Winkle should be like. <laughs> hey, what are our summer schedules? We should like plan that out. Hmm. I wonder how they handle that situation on off the collar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go to Off the Collar and rate one star on iTunes. <laughs> no, no, no. This is going to become a schismatic thing. We don't want to. We don't, we don't want it to. I mean, do you want to start a war? I mean, I'm down to start a war. <laughs> <laughs> this is what episode 115. We are number one by far. <laughs> they copied us. Yeah, it is a little weird, but it is. Yeah. We need to go Imitation on a crusade. Imitation is the best form of flattery, <laughs> I guess. A crusade. Ooh, I do like crusades. Don't get me wrong. Dep- depends which one. As long as it's Indomitus. Okay. So uh, one thing I, I feel like I should do is uh, um, before we... Because I've got... Uh, I can do a chapter of my book club. Nice. Peter, play the intro. It's book time with Bullhagen. That's right. <laughs> So I am on chapter six. If you're reading along with me at home, mm-hmm. uh, does it start on page sixty-six? I, I don't know. It was <laughs> on my, it was oh. on my Kindle. Now, what book is this again? <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Uh, we uh, this is awesome? chapter six of Mike Lindell's, uh, um, what are the odds from crack addict to CEO? Nice. So, uh, Vickers laughing at me because I still have the Wikipedia page open. No, par- partially <laughs> that, but partially also I'm, I was expecting it's like, oh, if, if I get asked, I'm because all I can hear is, you know, how I manage by Michael Scott. It's like, that's not right, but it might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, if you're following along, if you're joining me on this journey, and, and by the way, if you have any critiques or anything that you found out from this book that would be helpful, please let us know. You could be part of this club too. And where right. can they get a hold of us, Vicar? They can email us, uh, feedback at clericalerrors.org. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast, and on Twitter at clericalerrorsp. And by the way, listener, you can also, we, we've opened up a new email account entitled um, notoffthecollar at clericalerrors.org. If you email us, that, that gets us a special, uh, a, a special flag that we will particularly take notice if you email us at at not off the collar at clericalheirs.org. And we will give you a personal shout out if you email. <laughs> not only one. that, but as long as you're not our associate producer, we will email you back. Uh, no, no, right. not Hannah though, but everybody else. Yeah, Hannah will send you some cookies. I was going to say, we should, we should check and see if they have an email, if they have off the collar as an email address. And if they don't, grab it. Ooh, good idea. Oh. <laughs> we don't want to be. 
No, no, no. Not We're for, supposed not, to be examples, not, not aren't for, we? We're pastors. No, not, for, not for any petty purpose, for trolling purposes. Because isn't that even worse? Isn't being a troll worse than being petty? I mean, you've, you've read Luther's insults, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the thing is, as seasoned pastors, we've been, been on the other side of a little troll now and again. Yep. I didn't say it was a good suggestion. So... So, anyways, so if you are interested in in, in in talking about this, we've got you can get a hold of us there. Um, so, chapter six of this um, quick uh, review of chapter six. So, uh, this is where it starts to become a love story. Ooh, he. Uh, this is uh, where he meets the love of his life, Karen. Uh, and uh, it starts off though where. Uh, he is uh, on a work release program because he had been in jail for um, breaking in to a shop, stealing a car, I think, because he had a gambling debt. Yeah, didn't he? Well, and then didn't he, uh, because they were threatening his family too, right? Right, right. So he is uh, then, he's back in Minnesota. He. Uh, I didn't know Minnesota was such a rough place. Right, right. Well, it, apparently it is. So he is staying with uh, Dean, Bob, and Tony, who all happen to be on cocaine. They do a lot of cocaine together. Because that's a great environment. And uh, and he was dealing with what's what he called a lot of small-town judgment, he thought, from his incident of prior breaking into that place uh, because of the yeah. gambling debt. Yeah. So... Um, Maybe it has to be the fact that he's living with three crackheads, but... I mean, who can tell, right? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, anyways, so uh, he's doing... And so he uh, realizes then, at that point, when he was uh, needed a little pep, he decided to try a little cocaine, and guess what happens? He got high on his own supply. Yeah, and he... Uh, cocaine became his best friend. Mm-hmm. So, and then for some strange reason, he got really busy. <laughs> he no got a lot why. done. Yeah. Yeah. And almost first for like a paragraph, it kind of seems like an advertisement for cocaine. So this is like 80s? This is, is like... 85. The summer okay. of 85. Okay. So Summer gets, of 85. He starts cocaine. He gets a bunch of jobs. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, so, oh, Vicar, boy. don't do that. No. All right. So uh, he gets really busy. He meets Karen in the bar. So is she a Karen? Yes. Karen is her name. You know what I'm asking yes. you, though, right? Yes. Her name is Karen. I don't remember her last name. Um, and uh, they dated a couple of times, and then she kind of plays hard to get, kind of ghosts him. And so he's brokenhearted. He feels very insecure, mm-hmm. highlighted the fact by the fact that uh, did she just like blow the white powder everywhere? And, you know, <laughs> right? Disappeared. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. It's that part got a little sketchy for me. A little hazy. Right. You know, bear in mind, it's taken me what three months to get through the six chapters so far. <laughs> I just figured it was that intense of a book. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I get done and I start sweating and man. It's like I've been on a journey. <laughs> I get lost in it, Berg. 
Yeah, I believe you. Maybe it's the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she ghosts him. Right. Uh, and so he goes to his Ghost high school flight. reunion and then, of course, feeling insecure about Karen. Yep. And then he goes to his high school reunion and, you know, all his high school classmates have their lives together and, mm-hmm. you know, he's not doing as well. And that's, that's kind of how chapter six ends. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know uh, what I'm talking about, well, feel free to read the book. Next episode, you'll learn about chapter seven. My goal is to maybe be done with this book by the end of the summer. Nice. Because okay? I'm really inwardly digesting this, Berg. I believe you. Right. So so we're still on the crack addict part. Yeah. We're still learning about the CEO. So how many chapters are there in this? 12? 15? 20? Uh, I don't know. You know you know how I used to read books as a kid? You know how you had, you had to get assigned a book? Yeah. Right? This is how I... This won't surprise you, okay? I would read a page. Yeah. I'd look at the clock, and I'd say, that took me two minutes to read. And then I would look at it, okay, that took me two minutes to read. I have to, I should read uh, 20 more pages. That'll take me f- about 40 minutes to read. And then, and then I would read another page... And I would say, okay, that one was a little slower. So I think I'll get the rest of the pages done in maybe like 45 to 50 minutes. But you see, now your concentration is like divided. So you really can't enjoy the book. Right. Man, dude, that's sad. Like that makes me feel sad for you. And then and then I would be, I get another five pages in. How am I doing according to my timing? Because I really want to get this done. And then I'd say, oh, I did a little faster. And then I'd think, well, what did I just read? Oh. Does that make you sad? It does make me sad. And so it was like how I approached bench press, which is maybe why I do that, <laughs> you know. But that, yeah, that's actually as a child, that's how I remember reading it, and I would wind up spending my time thinking about the math of getting through it rather mm-hmm. than getting immersed in the book. So, so if you're a listener, if that's ever been your way of reading when you were a child. Rewind and listen to Vickers' deal about where you can reach us. Yeah. Side note, uh, remember, whatever you do, don't go to offthecollarpodcast.com. Remember, do not go to offthecollarpodcast.com. That almost makes me want to go Did to... you domain that name? Yeah, I did. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> 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 Oh I'm washing my hands uh, of this situation. <laughs> I, f- I regret even saying anything about it. <laughs> well, you wanted to have a podcast network. Hmm? This is just one step in the uh, acquisition process. I just feel like we've made a clerical error here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is ecumenicalism done right? Yeah. <laughs> What's well, good for both of us, right? A little feud. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, just like WWF, right? The heels and, you know. <laughs> Did you really do that? 100%. It redirects to clericalairs.org. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what... Did, Wait, did you actually look up the podcast? Like, but is, but is it a dot... But would they have a dot org or a dot com? I bought dot com. <laughs> we own <laughs> the rights... I think you just uh, made Berg's day. Oh my gosh, this is this is I yeah, I 
<laughs> wow, I love commitment. <laughs> so, Berg, you're probably thinking that I am the father of genius. I, I would, yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, boy. So if you want to know, know, want to know more about our show, just uh, go to offthecollarpodcast.com. Or email us, uh, feedback at offthecollarpodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> at me, bro. Oh. <laughs> Awesome. I think that's a great way to end the show. <laughs> I don't know if I can carry on this episode. Yeah, I think we're kind of... Sorry, Hannah, we didn't get to your question. We'll get to it next episode. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Uh, I am Bullhagen. I'm Berg. I'm Vicar. And may your websites redirect. <laughs> thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, on Twitter at clericalheirsp for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.